alongside my two co-hosts, Luke Burrows and Nick Robinson. Uh, tons to cover. We're doing another uh, jersey ranking tier maker today. Super excited for that. But before we get into all the news updates today, remember to download both the Barnburner and Zingo TV app available on both iOS and Android devices. Zingo TV is also available on Chromecast, Amazon Fire and Fire TV Sticks, Roku and Roku Sticks, also on all smart TVs 2016 and forward. Um, Luke, Nick, how are we doing this afternoon? Good. Patrick, how are you? I'm okay. I'm doing well. Uh, Pat, you're getting better at that intro every week, I think. Yeah, I, 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 think I, I think I have it memorized, but like I tried to do it without the doc on, but then I'm just afraid I'm going to mess something up and get the wording all wrong. But thank you. Thank you. Um, tons of stuff to get into. And the first news is unfortunate. And then it gets less unfortunate, I guess, as, as we go on. And that was the whole Mitchell Miller story. And I'm sure you guys have heard it. I'm sure the people listening have heard this story because um, it's gained more traction now which to me is a little weird because Elite Prospects put this story out a while ago. So for those who don't know, Mitchell Miller, um, who was drafted by the Arizona Coyotes in the first round, 111 overall, um, he was their first pick of the draft, by the way, um, had reported bullying a developmentally disabled student, calling him the N-word, physically assaulting him, um, basically all the while while he was 14, 13, going to high school together in Ohio. Um, There were police reports about it. Um, he lied to authorities about it. It's, it's been a, it's been well known for a while and elite prospects tweeted it out, I think earlier on in June and only some people really commented on it, but not enough people really took the time to read the story. Media stayed relatively quiet about it. Maybe they didn't see it, but, um, it sparked a lot of outrage and the mother of Isaiah Mayor Crothers spoke out. He, she approached the, um, Arizona Coyotes, wrote a letter saying this is unacceptable. Um, what do you guys think of this situation? Do you think, I think, I, I didn't think he was going to get drafted at all. Um, he was drafted and we'll get to the, the pick itself later, but um, what are the Coyotes doing? What do you guys think? Uh, I actually didn't know the story until yesterday. I had no idea any of this happened. I hadn't heard this. I must've missed when elite prospects reported this, like you said, Patrick, just because of the lack of mainstream media and not to no offense to elite prospects at all, but it's, a lot different when they report this versus somebody like a TSN, a Sportsnet, The Athletic, etc. I completely missed this, uh, had not heard the story. The details about what exactly went on here are just horrible to read, and it's so, so sad, and you feel so horrible for the person that Mitchell Miller affected, and it just becomes so inexplicable that the Coyotes went on and drafted him given the fact that they are an organization that just recently, as recently as this summer has taken steps in hiring, you know, different backgrounds of people and stuff like that. And I I was surprised it was them that took the step and decided they wanted to quote unquote rehabilitate Mitchell Miller. And I I just can't explain it altogether. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with Nick. Um, I didn't, I hadn't heard of, um, the situation at all prior to, you know, the last few days, I guess. And it's just, there's so many, so many different aspects of the whole story that are just so terrible. Like the, just from, from the issue itself and the events themselves to, you know, him being drafted, the fact Arizona, well, the fact it wasn't, it wasn't secret when, you know, um, when he was drafted and the fact teams knew 
um, and how, how it's since been handled. And it just, I don't know. Like I, I don't have a lot to say on it cause it's just a, it's just a bad situation. And, um, you know, you, you want to see, you want to see people be able to, to kind of, um, you know, educate themselves and, and drive themselves to become a better person. But in this situation, it, you know, it sounds like he, he's apologized to the team specifically. Um, it, it sounds like he had, uh, he, he was, um, concerned and I guess rightfully so he was concerned about his hockey career. Um, and, and he made, he made the moves he thought had to happen there, but, you know, on a, on a personal level, it doesn't sound like he, he made the proper, um, the proper decisions. And it's just like across the board, it's just a, it's just a bad thing to see, um, from an NHL standpoint, like, again, um, I think I think the number was one, like a third of the teams had him as DND, uh, and didn't seem to matter. Arizona yeah. took him anyway, so it. I feel like it's this isn't the end of it now. Um, I don't know if Pat or if we we're going to talk about the news that just came out like yeah, the last so, hour. But so for those who don't know about what actually happened, so um, Isaiah Meyer Crothers was a development developmentally disabled um, African American student who uh, Miller and I think his other friend at the time, last name was McKee. They, they bullied consistently. McKee reached out to the family and apologized. But what they did, they called him the N-word, a bunch of racial slurs. They urinated on a uh, like a lollipop and then made him eat it, um, physically assaulted him, smashed his head into a wall. Like this stuff has been known. And I don't think, I don't think teams need to speak out. Uh, teams like Montreal or Vancouver, whoever, they don't need to let it be known that they're not going to draft him. That's just something you don't have to address. But when you do draft someone like that, you have to... Okay, first of all, it doesn't make sense for Arizona to do this after everything they've been through, after sort of embarrassing themselves this entire offseason. You don't have a pick in the first three rounds, and the first pick you make is Mitchell Miller. That's That should be the first indication that maybe something's not right. And they did hire um, Xavier, Xavier uh, Gutierrez. I might not be saying that correctly. Um, and he was named to the Executive Inclusion Council. So it doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. The fact that Miller... I think I think it might be different if he actually apologized to the family because the mom wrote a letter and she said, look, McKee reached out to us. He apologized. We forgive him. But I think I pulled it up in the photos there, Nick, if you were to pull it up. He 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 apologized to all the NHL teams, but never reached out. He's focused on his career. And I think maybe um, there might have been some different steps taken with him. So the news that broke about an hour ago um, was that Arizona renounced their rights for for Mitchell Miller. So. Um, he's no longer with them. They wished him the best in their future endeav- endeavors. And what I, what I appreciate about what Arizona did is they actually said, we apologize to the Crothers family. Um, we are thinking of you, um, all this stuff saying, you know, that was, we knew about this, but we didn't realize some other stuffs. And then here's, here's a little bit from that letter where from, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Mayor Crothers, who said, um, his mom said, I guess an organization and an NHL team, I would expect so much more and hold them to a higher standard, especially with all the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, as much as we pray, Mitchell will eventually see the damage he did to our son. We have seen no remorse. The other gentleman, gentleman had had a sincere apology to our son and our son forgave him. Um, Mitchell, I don't think you were remorseful, remorseful for what you did. Then you were more upset for the ne- negative attention you were getting. And that's true. And Nick, anything you want to add? Add for this Well, part? that's been the big takeaway for me. What you just said is, you know, 
we can almost begin this entire situation is terrible but the, at some point you can have the conversation of you know he was a young kid and did some unbelievably stupid things if he showed the slightest bit of remorse towards the victim in this case and he hasn't done that he reached out and wrote letters to all of the NHL teams explaining how sorry he was for this entire situation but has made no effort to do that to Isaiah Crothers, which is the main takeaway from this for me. I, I agree with both of you, and I'll kind of jump on to exactly what you guys just said. Like the fact, and I think Pat, you said he hasn't shown any remorse that, and like if he had, would things be different? And I think to an extent they would. Um, there was a reply to Elliot Friedman's tweet um regarding this news and it doesn't it was just from a from no one it's just ideas like this and i'll read it um good i hope that kid never gets another opportunity in his life he should never get a job or be allowed to further his education in any way that could not be farther from from the solution to to issues like this the education part really kind of stands out there he like he that's the whole point he needs to be educated and he he hasn't taken any steps to to like you guys have said he hasn't taken any steps personally to make this better a totally inexcusable act and it just it seems he's since then he's just been been selfish i think he he understands what's happened but he's just been in the way he's handled it it's been a very incorrect way of handling it and he right. does he needs to be educated and he needs he he needs to take that upon himself to 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 make the right moves because you know just starting with an apology or something those would be the right moves and i think that's just where he needs to start and from what we know i don't think there's been any apology still to the crothers family and that's the thing showing that you're going to apologize to the nhl team says i'm really sorry i did this please pick me because look mitchell miller for at least general consensus was a lock as a second round pick he, he's, he's a good hockey player. He's a good defenseman. And that was the thing, but most teams wouldn't draft. And um, you would think with everything Arizona has done this off season that they wouldn't pick him. Um, I think his punishment was 25 hours of community service. Um, my expectation was he would have just gone next year as an overager and there would have been some effort to sort of rehabilitate his, his character, but this is the problem. And, and not that we're all doing this, but we're talking about it as if Mitchell Miller is, is the victim of not getting a career. Mitchell Miller is, is, is going to get canceled. It's like, no Crothers is the, is the victim here. Crothers has gone through so much, so much, a lot of horrific incidents as a, as a child growing up and this whole, well, he was 14. It's like, okay, that's only, he's 18. That was only four years ago for him. It's not like it was a long time. It's a long time ago for us. Sure. But but for him, that's only four years. So um, pretty disappointed. Um, and now renouncing their pick, it's like you didn't have a pick in the first three rounds. And then the one you make is Miller only to only to renounce. It doesn't make sense. And uh, this sort of ties into what we've talked about. Nick and I, when we've had these episodes um, as well, is where is the media? Where is the attention? Why, why isn't Bob McKenzie? Why isn't Elliot Freeman? Why aren't people talking about this? It happened with the Babcock-Marner um, situation in the locker room. It happened with the Carcillo-Garrett-Taylor uh, class, action, class action lawsuit. It happened with Mike Milbury's comments. It's happening now again. And we talk so much about hockey culture. And now there's this whole debate on Twitter about Barstool right now and 
barstool changing hockey culture for the better or the, or for the worst, whatever side you prefer. And if we want it to change, it doesn't matter what we say at this point, because we're not big media members, the big people, the big media members have to start talking about it. What do you guys think of that? Well, they absolutely do. And the fact that this was a story that people like myself, and I think Luke said as well, didn't know until a couple of days ago, that speaks massive, massive volumes. And I know Patrick, people like you would have heard about it. Those that are much more into prospects and you're following it a lot deeper and you know, you're regularly checking platforms like elite prospects, the ones that first reported on this, but you know, for people like Luke and I, or for even just casual viewers of the sport that rely on those big networks to give them news. The fact that this wasn't picked up for so, so long, it's shocking. It really is. And, you know, now a lot of the attention on this entire thing is going to go towards the coyotes. And I know one of the big debates happening right now, like as we speak is, all right, the coyotes did the right thing here and they renounced his rights, but should we be praising the coyotes for this? Because probably not because they shouldn't have put themselves in the position to draft him in the first place. So that's going to become a whole other issue on its own. Now it's, I, I, I almost have no words for it because I, we shouldn't be talking about this. We shouldn't have had to talk about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right, Nick. I didn't. Yeah. Same boat as you. I that's no one's fault. That's not, Yeah, no, that's, and I'm almost, more confused like how how was i mean i guess when i think about it 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 makes sense because i'm I'm not surprised but like how does something like this just get to this point um and i'm i didn't even really follow how it broke i just it suddenly it was everywhere um but it it just it yeah it it raises a lot of questions you know what what the i don't know ethics are of of um, the people that do have the the potential to to be the voice in in these situations, and the fact that it was known for however long I don't know how long, and it's only kind of becoming common, well, relatively common knowledge now. It's just it's it's kind of astounding when you think about it. Right, and that sort of ties into what we've talked about with Millbury is cancel culture, and I've said it before. Um, I don't agree with just canceling people, especially given some of the examples we've seen of cancel culture just outside of hockey in general. I think sometimes that that is a little bit uh, excessive. I don't think this is one of those scenarios. I think he'll probably maybe I think he's going to go to the KHL most likely or he'll wait and then maybe someone will pick him as an overager. We don't know. But um, I do I do think that there are instances where cancel culture has has gone a bit too far. And but I think people conflate something like the Mitchell Miller situation and cancel culture when really cancel culture has just become a buzz term for, for people who don't want to take accountability for their actions. It's not canceling Mitchell Miller and Mitchell Miller. Maybe if he showed a little bit more remorse, a little more uh, class and apologized to the family, then he wouldn't be in this situation. Um, and this whole, well, everyone does stupid stuff when they were kids. Like, yeah, we all did stupid stuff. When they were kids, but we didn't urinate on a lollipop and make someone eat it. We didn't smash someone's head into a wall. That's the difference. It's not something stupid. It's like, no, this is blatant harassment. Uh, racism and abuse. So um, anything else we want to say on that or should we uh, move on from this topic? Yeah, no, uh, my last thing, like you said, with cancel culture, this isn't cancel culture. This is not people trying to cancel Mitchell Miller. This is a group of people, the Arizona Coyotes, I guess now, and, you know, Isaiah Crothers and his family trying to hold him responsible for the damage he's done, the actions he's made. 
that's what this is. This is not yeah. cancel culture. This is holding people accountable who need to be held accountable. And just because it's come up in the in the replies, do you think he should ever play a game in the NHL? Do you think he should ever get a chance at some point? I think point? that's up to him. It's it's if 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 he makes the proper decisions and he handles this in a proper way, which he absolutely has not, as far as I can tell, I think it's up to him. It's like it's it's he he made he decided to do these things. He's put himself in this position. The only person that can really get himself out of it or as much as you can is him. So he needs to, I don't know, he needs to figure it out. Martin, I'll agree yeah. with Luke. We can't even begin to have this conversation until the, he does the very least, which is apologize directly to Isaiah Crothers and his family for everything he's done. We can't even right. begin to have the conversation until then. Agreed. And um, hopefully the Crothers family can hopefully start to feel better and we are sorry for um, what Isaiah went through. Let's uh, let's move on to some uh, recent news and um, Ottawa is making some moves. Nick, I don't know how you'll feel about this one, but Alex Galchenyuk, one year, uh, 1.05 mil. Um, we knew, I thought he, I, remember, I don't know where we predicted he would go, but I'm assuming none of us said Ottawa because we are terrible at predictions. Um, but I, I don't mind it. Uh, it shouldn't be any more than a million. It's slightly over a million, but that's fine. Probably likely the last straw for Alex Gatchenuk before he goes to the KHL, if it doesn't work. Um, such a unfortunate uh, career path that it took going from Montreal, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, and now Ottawa. Um, what do you think of this one, Nick? Uh, well, I'm sure we're going to talk plenty about this tomorrow too, because we got a big... Uh, senators episode tomorrow um but i i like the signing on the surface again uh absolutely no risk whatsoever because i still think next year is going to be a write-off for the senators again and we're probably looking at another lottery pick for them uh at the very worst here you've got galchenyuk on a million dollars he can carve out a role and you know find his feet in the nhl again become an effective player and stay in ottawa or he's a million bucks and you bury him because he's bad. It's one of those two things. This is low risk, very high reward, especially if he begins to find his feet uh, like he and showed that promise that he showed, you know, three, four years ago. He has been awful since he left Montreal, really was not good in Arizona, was horrendous in Pittsburgh. Um, he did start to find his feet a bit in Minnesota and his underlings were mm -hmm. much, much better with uh, the wild. But again, it's a small sample size. So we'll see what Alex Galchenyuk we get. We know he's going to get every opportunity to succeed in Ottawa. Um, he'll get power play time. He'll get time moving up and down the lineup first to fourth line. He'll get every opportunity he wants or needs to succeed in Ottawa. So it's up to Alex Galchenyuk to see if this is a good deal or not. I really, really like this. And the thing is, like, if that's all it takes, if that's all it took to get Alex Galchenyuk, I don't know why maybe a, um, a team that's right up close to the cap didn't, and I'm kind of thinking of Vancouver, didn't didn't make a move for that. Because, like, if we're being honest, Ottawa, Ottawa has money to spend, um, uh, you know, in relation to the NHL. But... I, uh, I I like this, and I, I'm surprised uh, he went to Ottawa because regardless, uh, yes, it's a good contract, but I think I, I think he, for his sake and for a team's sake, I probably would have pictured him somewhere else. 
doesn't matter. Um, like you said, Nick, low risk, high reward. I, he can, I like, I don't think anyone really knows what the issues have been with him. Um, oh, but, I do. <laughs> okay. Pat does, but like the numbers don't lie. Uh, he can be a good player. So this is, I, I don't see any, not even low risk. I don't see any risk at all really with this contract. Yeah. Pat, maybe you can speak a bit to that then having watched Galchenyuk a lot previously. Well, I know that draft class was looking back at the top 10. It's really, really bad. Like Ryan Murray went second overall. The Akapov went first. Like it, it wasn't a good draft class, but I do think there were, there was, a, there were high hopes for Galchenyuk. And I tweeted about it when the move was made. Um, it's, it's really unfortunate because Jay Fresh tweeted out his, uh, his player card. He went from someone with so much promise uh, to, to nothing. Like this is literally, I, I can't see a situation where if it doesn't work out in, in Ottawa, he goes anywhere else. Um, I think he, I think there, there's an element to his developmental curve. That's he, that can be blamed on him. Sometimes he was lazy. He's not the kind of player that makes everyone around him better he needs a good playmaker and he can, he can shoot the puck. I think he's one of the more underrated shooters in the league and he can definitely put the puck in the net. Great one timer on the power play. Um, and I tweeted about it and I said, he was over the course of like 40 games at the end of the 2015 season and beginning of 2016, he was finally given that one C spot and he was top 15 in league scoring fifth among all centers, 11th in points per game and 10th at even strength. Um, and he was averaging like very, very, very low ice time at the time because of, Michel Therrien. And again, this is what it comes back to for me is Michel Therrien. He's been notorious for, for hurting young talent. Did it with Sherback, did it with Galchenyuk. In my opinion, he did it with Lars Eller and PK Subban a little bit. And I think this is uh, partially on him and partially on Alex Galchenyuk as well. And I think, look, if he gets an opportunity in the top six and maybe he plays with Brady Kachuk or um, Dadnov or whoever, whatever line he plays on, I do think it's a good fit. From everything I've read, DJ Smith is a relatively patient coach with young young talent. He's not someone who who's old school like Terrian or Vigneault or, or any of those, those coaches. So I think it can work. Low risk, high reward, and I really hope it works out for Gauchenek because when he's on his game, he is actually unstoppable and he can put the puck in the net at, at will, as we've seen. So Yeah, and you know, a lot of people are pointing out the obvious comparison, which would be Anthony Duclair and how DJ Smith helped elevate his game last season. You know, so a lot of people are sort of figuring this could be almost a Duclair 2.0. And look, nobody's going to count on Alex Galchenyuk to be uh, keeping the game low scoring in the last couple of minutes of the game, blocking shots. You know, that's not why they brought in Alex Galchenyuk. They brought him in because he has a scoring track record and they're hoping they can unlock that. But I have to say the thing I'm looking forward to the most is people getting angry and blaming those Russians uh, guys. He's from, <laughs> he's from Milwaukee. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he is not Russian. He's from Wisconsin. So uh, yeah, let's get that one out of the way first. Yes. That's uh, it, it's good to uh, put that in there. And I think in a, in, a, in a divine top six role, I'll be fine. It's just really weird looking at Jay Fresh's player card and him saying role as a fourth liner. Um, but Hey, he gave Gauchenik a 63% on the power play. And I think, where Duclair was often taking the one-timers, you put Gauchenek there, that's that's a goal. Yeah, he's probably a better shooter than Duclair. So. Oh, yeah, un- unreal shooter. And I, I I don't know. Right now, their projected lines have him on the third line with Logan Brown and Drake Batherson. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of defense on that line, eh? Yeah, so I'm assuming, I don't know, if Colin Brown will go down. Maybe Gauchenek plays with Tierney. Maybe he goes to the first. I think playing with Norris and Kachuk maybe on his off wing could work, but we'll see. Anyway, that's uh, – We got time. Oh, Yes. Um, 
Is it time the Senators are taken seriously as a Stanley Cup contender? Good question. It's a really good question. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Buffalo Sabres this morning. Victor Olsen, two years, $3.05 million deal. Um, Sorry, yeah, two years. Uh, They avoid arbitration, which is good. And it's a pretty good deal for Victor Olsen. You can test the market in two years. I think it's fine. Yeah, he's a, he's a great shooter, great shooting talent, and really fun to watch, especially on the power play. And um, if the Sabres are going to be any improved next year, it's going to be because Victor Olofsson is going to continue putting them in on the power play. And uh, we pulled up the Buffalo lineup here. Patrick, if you want to talk us through it, is is this better? Uh, it's definitely better. Is it? Oh, sorry. No, he's an RFA next year. My mistake. Not a UFA. Um, but it's definitely better. And I see a lot of like, I don't know why Reinhardt's on the third line. I don't think Daily Faceoff always gets it right because Reinhardt played a lot of first line this year. Anyway, right. it's definitely better. Really not sold on that defense whatsoever, yeah. but it's better. And I like that top six. Um, I don't think Cozens will slot in on the second line, but nonetheless, um, it's definitely better. But the question is, is it a playoff team? Do you guys think it's a playoff team? That's a is really that- good top six. Like just objectively, if you yeah, it's put your hand balanced. cover everything else except for the top six, that looks pretty good. Um, if you take your hand away, I don't think that's a playoff team. <laughs> I, I, it, yeah, getting there and definitely better, like you guys said, but I wouldn't say quite there yet. It, like you said, Pat, that that defense jumps out at you. Yeah, as long as they've got uh, Brandon Montour and Rasmus Ristolainen <laughs> playing top four minutes for me, good God. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see playoffs yet with this squad, but again, uh, the moves they've made this off season is at least taking them in the right direction, but who knows? Like we've seen terrible, terrible teams get in because they have good groups of forwards. And I think if Jack Eichel now is finally surrounded by the right level of forwards, then maybe that can push them further, but they're going to need stellar goaltending and they're going to need their defense to play above their heads. Yeah, I'm looking at it, and uh, and Sam Reinhart has had 50 to 65 points in his last three seasons and 47 and 42 the year before. I feel like no one talks about him like at all, and I think he'll, he'll definitely be a top-six role. Dylan Cozens, who is listed as a centerman, will probably play on the wing. It's more the just that third and fourth line is like really bad. And it kinda, I'm curious as to why they didn't, they didn't um, qualify – um, Dominic Cahoon, he, he'd be great for that bottom six. And now I'm looking at it now. I, I'm not going to say it's a playoff team because of just Dominic Cahoon, but it would definitely help them get in that direction. And I also think it depends on how, how many strides uh, Darlene takes uh, this season. Cause I don't think playing with Miller um, on two rumors to line and is, is the way to go, but um, it depends. Hall, Hall carried the the New Jersey devils to the, to the playoffs a couple seasons ago when he won the hard trophy. So maybe Hall mixed with Eichel, um, another year of Olofsson and maybe Skinner finds his game and it's a pretty solid offensive team, but we, uh... yeah. And these guys still have a bit of cap space, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And, you know, there's still a good number of defensemen and a couple of goalies still out there. So not too late for Buffalo to add here. And I think if they were to add at least, uh, you know, somebody cheap and decent on the blue line, it could go a long way. Um, Sammy Vaughn is somebody that's still available that I think mm-hmm. would help solidify um, the defense a little bit. So I, I think they definitely still need to make a couple of more moves before we can start to have the conversation 
of where they fall in next year's playoff picture. And that also depends on what we end up doing divisionally, because, you know, if you're taking Toronto and Montreal out of their division next year, then the path is looking a little easier depending on who they end up with. Luke. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I don't have too much else to, to say on the Sabres. I just think, give it, give it a few years, but um, they better not be done. Like Nick was saying, um, I mean, this off season, uh, there's not really any reason they should be. So there's probably still more to come. Yeah. I, Vatnan would be a great, would be a, a great. I actually want him in Vancouver. Sure. So I don't think he'll go to Buffalo. Vancouver have the cap space for that? No. Do they have the cap space to do anything they've done? Really. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, speaking of cap space and being in a tight situation, the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, Pat Maroon for two years. I was a little bit shocked at the term. Not that it's a lot of term, but I just thought it'd be one year. Well, uh, I'm guessing because uh, I think money wise, that's yeah, nine hundred. I think that's cheap. It um, is cheap. For Pat Very and I'm guessing they gave him two years because because so of he, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a good deal for for Pat Maroon. He's still an effective fourth liner, a quote unquote good locker room guy, role player um, that we've talked endlessly about. Um, this is a, a fine move. It just kind of came as a surprise because I think the Tampa Lightning have more pressing needs to, to worry about than bringing back Pat Maroon. But what do you guys think of this one? Yeah, I don't know. Patrick Maroon's got maybe the weirdest career arc for me because. Like he's he's like the definition of like a good locker room guy. Like he's actually good um, at his. He's decent on the ice. He's good in the room. And the guy now, the past couple of years, taking these low paying offers and he's just winning Stanley Cups, living the life. Um, you know, I really respect that. And he's done a good job um, for the Blues and for the Lightning last year. And you know, he definitely could get paid more on the open market. I don't know why he takes the smaller deals. Maybe it's because, um, you know, he enjoys being closer to his home because he is a St. Louis native. Um, maybe he likes playing out in the States. I, who knows, but good for him. Uh, he's going to continue winning if this is what he does for the rest of his career. And he's would have been out a nice role. Would have been cool if he, if he moved again and then won another cup. Yeah, that would be cool. There, I wonder what the record yeah, is on that. that. How cool. many consecutive cup wins on different teams the player has? Yeah, because Marion Hosa did three straight Stanley Cup finals on different teams, but he only won with Chicago. Right. Yeah, right. I remember it was it was Detroit to, to Pittsburgh. Was it Pittsburgh to Detroit? When they Pittsburgh back to, back. to Detroit both, to yeah. Chicago. Okay. I mean, let's talk about Tampa for a second. That's that good for Pat Maroon, and hopefully they win again next year and he can get a Stanley Cup. But... They have right now three, no, just under $3 million in space um, and three RFAs. They have, that's Eric Chernak, Mikhail Sergeyev, and Anthony Sorelli. And I don't know why. We can get into this right now if you guys want. Actually, no, we'll save it for another episode. Never mind. But Anthony Sorelli, Mikhail Sergeyev, those are prime offer sheet targets. And they haven't been offer sheeted and no one's helping Tampa. No one helped Tampa with Johnson uh, who went to the AHL or who went, it was actually on waivers, but they have no space and they have no, uh, no UFAs up this year um, to bring back all the, they have like Coleman and Paquette who are up next year, but I don't know what Tampa Bay is going to do because they, they need help. And I don't think the league is going to step in and help them. What do you guys think? That's three big tickets, right. In terms of players too. And they, they're going to have to make a lot of space. Like I, how much would you need for Sorelli and all those guys? You're going to need, depending if you go bridge on all of them, you're going to need probably about $10 million in cap space minimum. Right. I think at this point. And so, I, 
I think that the thing is, like, Tampa's a really good team. Like, they just won the cup. And I think that's why they're pushed up against the cap is because they have so many good players that they had on good contracts. And um, now some are starting to come up that they have to re-sign them for their deserved value. So I don't... Yeah, it's a good thing, like, no, the NHL, for example, isn't going to step in and help them because there's no reason they should do that i i feel like this is kind of i feel and i feel like i talk about this a lot like the natural course of a team i feel like this is just part of it you're really really good you just won the cup and now you're gonna have to make some tough decisions because if you just won the cup i'm guessing most if not all your players are uh you know are good and if if their contract is up you're gonna have to pay them um and tampa can't so it's i i it's not really surprising to me no yes it's the natural course but the difference is like this is a this is a like there are teams that are in binds like like a couple of seasons ago everyone was worried about chicago because they had 10 million spread among their players but this is like this is tough and if they want to continue winning you're gonna to have to say goodbye to someone like andre palat maybe someone like yanni gord if someone's willing to take that well, that's term. the point like i know but that's a natural cycle that is the natural cycle but you lose three to four, if you lose one of Anthony Sorelli or Sergachev and you have to get rid of Palat or Gord in the process, it's not the same team. And you I ha- don't- that, but you, you have a cup, you have one of the best teams in recent history. Um, you just won a cup. I'm not surprised they can't keep their team together. I'm well, not surprised, this is the thing I'm not surprised either. Crisis. I'm not surprised either. I'm just saying that this is, this is a, and I know this happens with every cup winning team or most contenders is they give a lot of money to their players but this just seems really peculiar because they're not at risk of missing losing one. You have Sorelli who is a Selkie candidate at 23, who's going to be a Selkie candidate likely for the rest of his career. You have Mikhail Sergachev who was drafted ninth overall in 2015 or 16. It's like you are at risk of losing two key pieces to your roster. Well, and it's not three to four liquid assets to make space for those players. Right. But it's not all too dissimilar from what happened to the Chicago Blackhawks after their first championship. And people forget they had to wait four years before they won another one because they had to build up that roster again. And that's just, they, that's the reality of the salary cap era. There's only been one repeat champion since the salary cap was introduced and only one in the two thousands in general, that's just the way the NHL works now. Right. Because, you know, you look at the Chicago Blackhawks roster from 2009, 10, when they won the Stanley cup, Christopher Stieg was traded after that. Troy Brower was moved. Andrew Ladd was moved. Brian Campbell was moved. Like these are all players that they had to let go. Those are some key pieces because given how effective all those players were at least immediately after they were traded, that was a devastating loss. So I I don't think we can judge Tampa Bay's situation completely on the fact that, uh, you know, it's wow. They're not, they're in trouble. They might not be able to win the Stanley cup next year. That's just, the natural thing because there aren't too many repeat Stanley cup champions and it took Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh wasn't quite in this position. Pittsburgh was good for a long time before, but you know, they almost won the two Stanley cup championships because their ability to retool during a season. It's not quite the same situation as we're in here with a young, good team like Tampa Bay with a bunch of these young, good players here. Right. So that's, that's at least how I see it. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm, and the key name, I don't think they would be, Losing Sergachev would hurt, but the one that would really hurt is Anthony Sorelli. That's the big name that is is very much that's like prime offer sheet target right now this offseason. If they're offer sheet, he's he's at the top, and I think if they lose him, 
Um, Stamkos gets injured again and you have to clear space by moving one of those liquid assets like Palat, maybe Gord if someone can take the term. You still have Tyler Johnson who no one picked up. I think it'll be tough. And I do think if they end up moving three to four, maybe three of those guys, I don't think they will be in contention again, but at least in the, in the next year or so, but we'll see. Well, it's hard for me to say they won't be in contention again, given the fact that the top of their roster is so good. As long as you appoint Stamkos, um, Kucherov, I think you're still going to be competing, but you know, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Tyler Johnson won't be playing for them next year. Um, If they have to, I think they're going to have to move prospects out to get underneath that get out from underneath that contract because that's the no brainer to move for me at least, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where the Tampa Bay lightning go. It's a, it's a tough predicament. And I think, you know, they're not going to have this completely sorted out until a week before the season starts. I don't think. Right. Okay. Uh, Luke, anything to add? No. Okay. I, I, I fully agree with Nick there. No, I get what you guys are saying. I just think like th- these are just big names that, they are at risk. And I know that's the cycle. I know that's the reality of a cap team in the salary cap era and being a contender, being a cup winner. I know that you, you cycle through and when you give out contracts, you're at risk of losing other players. I just think in Tampa's case, these are some pretty big names and the pretty big contracts that they're really going to have to work around. And they've handed out a ton of no move, no move clauses and no trade clauses. And I think it's going to be harder for them at least to work around it. But um, speaking of Stanley cup, they didn't win it, but they came close. Dallas, uh, Rick Bones no longer an interim. Is it bonus or is it Bones? Right? Bonus. Bonus. Is it bonus? Oh, okay. I think people call him Bones. Yeah, people okay. call him Bones, but it's bonus. No longer interim <clears throat> head coach. He was named head coach today. That's pretty cool. Not at all surprising, a... but yeah. Yeah. I think you Plus could have predicted that when they made the second round. Expansion legend Rick Bonus. Yes. <laughs> I think yeah, no. I think it's fine. Um, I mean that's like you said, Luke. Least bit surprising. Uh, interim and then takes them to the cup final. They come close. Well, sort of close to Tampa. I think it's, I think it's a good move. I don't know like how many other candidates are out there right at the moment. There's a uh, Boudreaux. He's still available. Uh, hire someone new. I, I don't, I, yes, say it again hire if I someone have to, new. but I'm get, sick get of ben the coach Wong, roulette. Up there, like get touring a up there. We, it's yeah. so frustrating. Like it seems there's five coaches out of work at a time. And as soon as there's an opening, one of those five slots in it's like come on it's just boring whatever <laughs> um no uh, i'll say at least good uh, good for a bonus and you know it's going to be a bigger test now to see what happens next year given the fact that he doesn't have that surprise element anymore you know people are going to know what to expect with a rick bonus led dallas stars it's a lot of defensive hockey um so it's going to be a good test for him but i think he is up to it because he seems like such a nice guy. Like if there was just like another man's hand, I would just want to shake in the entire NHL. It's Rick bonus. Seems like a great guy. So, um, you know, Dallas, we talked about them a lot last week and they're still going to be at least a contender for the next couple of years. And there's now a bit of pressure and a bit of expectation to win. So we'll see how Rick bonus and the stars are able to deal with that because we know that likes to throw a bit of stress into the situation. Okay. Okay, a, a move that Dallas made yesterday. <laughs> um, they, they're alternate jerseys. Not a move, but they announced it. Alternate jerseys. Pull it up, Nick. Um, <laughs> like I, I can't even. These are these are actually. I think they suck. I think they're bloody terrible. I don't know what they're thinking. Hey, sorry, I'm gonna have to Google one. You didn't. Get, oh, sorry, I put that in there. That's my mistake. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, 
a lot of teams are announcing their alternate jerseys. I know we're going to get into that. I have my Montreal Canadiens Winter Classic alternate. Shout out my roommate, uh, Drew, for letting me use that for the episode. Like, this is brutal. I don't like it. Nick or uh, Luke, I don't know if you, you probably like it because I don't like it. So what do you, what do you think? Um, no, actually, Patrick, I formed my own opinion this time. I and like... They had to have the tinted visor too, didn't they? Like, well, I know I, you know what? Thing. That immediately upgrades this. If they're allowed oh, to I wear black say the visors, it's immediately way more cool. I like, um, I like the bottom half. I like the all black with like two neon stripes on their socks. I think that's cool. The jersey looks a bit goofy. Um, I like for the for the same reasons. The all black with only neon, like only neon, nothing else. Um, no, and and the logo itself, it like the shape of Texas in the background. It, I they should have outlined that with something else. It just, I'm also not it a looks fan. Like Patrick, they had a hard so. time lining up the logo with the. Yeah. It's like, I think if they maybe had the, the D smaller within the Texas area or just get rid of the Texas shape itself and keep the D, I think that would have been a little bit cleaner, but you know, um, like when you were a kid and you were putting on like a temporary tattoo and like you sort of put it on the <laughs> wrong area from where you meant it. That's sort of what it looks like that you were hovering the little Dallas D over the Texas spot to put it there. And then, oh crap, I put it in the wrong spot yeah. and like you rip it off and it's right there. That's sort of what yeah. it looks like. I'm not huge on the logo. But we did talk about like two color schemes last week and there's so yeah. few of them in the NHL. So I, I said my immediate reaction was I at least admired the attempt here to be different because this is really different from the normal grain of NHL jerseys. And, um, you know, if they wanted to go with a black jersey, I would have just, you know, remade one of their old ones with the yeah. green and the yellow trim and stuff like that. I would have at least done that. But it's... I think these are going to look cool on the ice. Like I don't like it looking at it right now, but I think these might look good on the ice. That's just me. I, I just, it looks like an EASHL jersey to me. Well, no, and it looks yes, like absolutely the, it does. Look up the 2015 all-star jerseys, the black ones. It, that's, that's exact. That's immediately what I thought of when I first saw these photos. Personally, it's the black with the lime green. It looks I'll like pull, an all-star jersey up. to me. What year was it, Luke? 2015 yeah those are not yeah it does although those were also just as terrible because the sleeves didn't really yeah those make any sense i don't to me. get the it sleeves. looks like most nhl all-star jerseys are terrible maybe we should rank those someday like we ranking should. all the all-star jerseys because most of them are god-awful um here let me that pull up the 2017 so, are, ones is this going to be in our next is this going to be in the alternates yes i put it so in. we can't okay so we can't it read it now uh, no, no, I don't want you guys to rate it quite yet. Um, okay. But uh, it, it, get it from from what I'm getting here, it's not going to get very many favorable <laughs> reviews okay. um, from you guys. Here's the 2017 NHL All Star one. Just yeah, for so reference. that's what I thought of immediately. Yeah, I can see uh, what you that. That man, there. what are what is with the stripes on the arms of that one? That makes no sense. It had potential if they did like a trim around the outside, but not on the inner upper part of the sleeves. It's not like they kept it. <laughs> Uh, consistent throughout the entire whatever anyway this is like an eshl jersey because you're getting some absolute rookie to come in and try and make his team look good and he just forgets to do the one right color slot and then you end up with white underneath the arm like it looks stupid um before we get into our next segment and we can anything else you want to say about that because i totally forgot i'm totally overlooked something that we uh yeah let's talk that was that was i noticed that 
before, well, there, well, there's what's on the rundown, but there's also another signing we just forgot to talk about, and that was sure. uh, Devon Taves. Four years, four point one million. Awesome. Colorado is managing their cap situation like really well, not just like really, really well. And I'm really impressed with Joe Sakic. Um, Devontae's is super underrated. And what this does now is they can get rid of Cole, Ian Cole next year. That's 4.25 off the books. And then it allows them to trade Ryan Graves, who's a UFA in three years, but he three years, but he's only making 3.1. And then you have more money to spend on the marquee guys. I think this is awesome. Yeah, no, Colorado's. I think it's safe to say they're the best run organization right now, and they have been for the past couple of years. So fun to watch. Like I, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. And you know, bringing in Jonathan. Sorry, I said Jonathan Taves. Uh, Devon Taves <laughs> was a stroke of genius on its own, and yeah. he's a really good player to target. And one I wasn't thinking was going to be available, but you know, to get him for the small price, it did a couple of second round picks. Now you got him locked in at a really, really reasonable rate. It just, it keeps looking better and better for Colorado right now. And like you said, Pat, this guy's just going to run that blue line, help run that blue line for the next couple of years. Obviously, Kale McCarr is a superstar there. And Devon Taves done really well in top pairing minutes since he came to the, uh, or since he joined the NHL with the Islanders. And it's, it might be even better now if he's in a slightly reduced role almost, because now you're going to start throwing him against lesser competition because teams are going to want to hard match Makara as opposed to Taves. And he might be able to do even better, which is unbelievable. I, I you know what I figure for Devon Taves, like we're going to see a large uptick in point production and everything like that next year, just because the amount of offensive talent he's got the pass to puck to now. So yeah, I really like this one. Colorado has to win a cup soon. If they, if they win a cup like this upcoming year, that is like, and we've already talked, like it is maybe the best run organization right now. Yeah. But if they win a cup in the next one or two years, that is just like, again, like we're talking about natural team cycle. That is just a perfect, um, like a perfect, I don't know, seven, eight years of succession right up to the top. Remember a few years ago when they were in the basement and they've just, they, they haven't like shot right up to the top. They've slowly built up and they've just been so smart. And if they cap it off with a cup in, in the near future, that's just like a, that's a perfect cycle if you ever to look for one. And like you said, Patrick, the smart thing was with this move and what Colorado is doing is that they're looking two, three years down the road and what their cap situation is going to look like, who they can move. All these terms are like pretty much matched up perfectly right now with where they're going to be because, you know, Nathan McKinnon's a few years away and you got to figure he's going to be earning double the money next time around. And Gabe Landeskog is coming up soon and stuff like that, but they've made these moves with the appropriate term so that they have eyes to the future. So I think Colorado legitimately might be able to have like a six to seven year period of sustained contention and success here this is very similar to the kings and the blackhawks of the early 2010s with this colorado team right now it's the mm-hmm. best run organization in the nhl by far and unlike tampa who was generous with their no move clauses no trade clauses and term uh if it ever comes to this point but i don't think it will uh burakovsky kadri donskoy kemper those are all movable contracts but let's say you have upwards of 10.15 mil off the books with Nishkushkin done, uh, 2.85 uh, from Matt Calvert, uh, Ryan Graves, 3.1. Uh, 
Ian Cole up at 4.25. Like they're, they're, they're fine. And you have Bowen Byron coming in. You just drafted Justin Barron, another excellent, uh, excellent defenseman out of uh, Halifax. Like they are set on the blue line. They are set in forwards. Um, really just, it's an awesome scenario for them to be in. Um, and the 10.5, you have obviously Landis Goggs, who's going to be a UFA. Um, so I think it's, uh, I think it's awesome. And, and obviously Brandon saw it, but that's only look one more year. Brandon saw it. That's a fine middle six or top six edition for, for the, um, Chicago, uh, for the Colorado avalanche. Yeah. And I think, um, when you, when you look at it kind of like a puzzle, it's the pieces like Devon Taves that nothing hugely special, but it's just exactly what you need. Not yeah. like it's nothing too big. It's not That's, too small. It doesn't make it just, them top heavy. There's it just, just yeah. fits in perfectly. Like it's, it's like, instead of, you know, kind of having tunnel vision and targeting those few, um, those few players that are available and trying to fit in one of those best. It's like, you just, you know, look at the league as a whole, find who would fit into your system best. And they just, they did it. And it just like, it's, it's moves like that, that I think make a team a, a Stanley cup winning team, because it's just built. So I guess meticulously, like it's just a, a perfect puzzle. Do you think someone like Landis Gog, the captain one more year at five, he's 27, one more year at 5.5. I don't think he's going to have to take a discount, but there's a chance he tests the market. Because you also have well, Brandon Saad will be gone. That's also five million. So no, they'll have way over ten million actually. But if Landeskog wants seven, eight million, and you have to give money to well, Makar. I'm assuming Makar gets bridge. I guess. I think yeah, especially after what we've kind of seen recently. Um, but I think like a, a guy like Landeskog, again, like a, a perfect like when you have McKinnon and you have Rantanen. You, you wouldn't want, well, of course you would want, but you would almost prefer to have a Landeskog in the middle, right? Like you wouldn't want just, you wouldn't want another McKinnon style player. So that being said, if Landeskog wants seven or eight, um, and like you said, like, yeah, they can do it. Definitely do it. Um, how how long is McKinnon on for? Like uh, McKinnon is three more years at 6.3. Oh, it's Rantanen's oh the long God. one. Rantanen is <laughs> five years, 9.25. That's like, that's absurd. Um, so what, but think McKinnon's going to demand, like if Rantanen's making 9.2, unless McKinnon takes yeah. a discount, he's going to want well over nine. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. Like McK- by that point, um, especially seeing how the, the cap goes, McKinnon should be, you'd think up in 12. Yeah. At least. So yeah, that'll be interesting, but Again, like you said, like they're not only building strong now, but they're also they're pretty good at looking, um, looking a few a few years down the road. So if, if I were an Avalanche fan, and I don't know, I kind of am recently, it's <laughs> too much fun to watch. But I I wouldn't be too worried. He, like he Sakic seems to know exactly what he's doing. You guys know any Avalanche fans? No, no. I used to know one. Actually, he was a, he was a fan during like the really depressing days. Like when they were I, like 40 I, points. Patrick was that coach. When I was growing up yeah. playing like NHL 2004 on my PlayStation, I really liked um, Colorado and Calgary. And I remember playing with like Milan Hayduk and Alex Tongay and um, Foot, who I forget his first name now because it's, but I, no, I, 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 no, I Adam, like Adam Foot. Adam, Adam, sorry. Yeah. Adam. I like, I like nostalgic avalanche teams. 
Yeah, no, I don't know. It's I know, I know, like a Colorado. I used to know a Colorado fan. I don't know. What's like a team you guys don't know any people who are fans of? A lot of central teams. I feel. Anaheim. Like I know a lot of people who are like fans of the central teams, but like oh, I, really? I don't know people that are like fans of like the different metro teams. Like the I don't yeah. know any Islanders fans or Columbus fans or Washington. Our fans. friend Simon is a Columbus fan, actually. Oh really? Uh, he, he's a big Columbus fan, yeah. So. Oh, okay, good to know. Well, that's a nice little moment we had there. Let's start yeah. arguing about other stuff soon. But AHL um, start targeting a February fifth start date. Um, this news broke, I think, yesterday the day, or the day before. Um, Bill Daly said the NHL does not necessarily coordinate with the AHL, um, and we should see a lot of New Jersey's merchandise being released due to the NHL looking to compensate for lost um, revenue. Maybe we'll see ads on jerseys, but again, I don't watch a ton. Yeah, I, w- I would suspect so. the NHL starts before the AHL starts, and that yeah. seems like what they're still targeting. But it's interesting that the NBA is now moving towards a more set date, and the AHL looks like it's got a set date here, and that the NHL is like strangely behind, or at least we haven't heard anything about what's going on there. So, interesting. I, I, I think the NHL is probably whatever they're doing, they're a bit more conscious of kind of how they're, they're managing or handling their, their discussions or whatever. Ma- but the makeup of more Canadian teams in the NHL than any other top four league. So that's something you got to yeah, be mindful too. of. Yeah. It's Can't the Canadian division, Canadian man. It's division. happening. It's happening. Yeah. We said it, we said it from day one, man. We we can just have show after show because over the course of a week, our teams will likely have played each other or the Leafs will have played one of our favorite teams. So there will never not be content for us to go on about. Um, yeah. I'm still wary. And I've said it before. I'm still somewhat wary of like, if this would further like ignite or uh, I don't know the word, I guess, if it would make rivalries more intense or if it would, if it would sort of flatten them. And I see the argument that it would make an argu- a rivalry a lot more intense because they're playing so consistently. But I do think there's something to be said about, teams having to wait two months to play each other again Montreal having to wait three months to play Toronto again that makes the rivalry that much more special I know I've asked this before but we'll ask it again condensed games within in a, in a division is that going to be better for the Montreal Toronto the the Ottawa Toronto I think I think if you're doing it for one year which I'm assuming they are um yeah I think it's going to be a lot better I, I get what you're saying that you can kind of oversaturate a rivalry yes. I guess um but for one year, and especially after uh, a lot of these rivalries, if not all of them, haven't played since February or March, you know, yeah. I, 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 I don't think it'll at all kind of exhaust anyone's attention span. I think for, for one season, the, the Habs and Leafs playing each other however many times, I think that would only bring good things. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, agree, I agree with Luke. I think as long as it's for one season, I think it yeah. works out really nicely. Yeah. Um, I think one season, shortened season. I think over an 82-game pace, it would, which I'm, I know we're expecting it to be shortened. I know they've talked about doing 82 games, but I really don't I think it's going it to happen. Point, yeah. um, like the lockout season provided, provided some in- intensity for like a final playoff push. And if, if it's anything like 2013, then I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty good. Yep. Is it time? 
Is it time? I think it's time. I think it's time. Okay. I'm ready to go. I think maybe uh, all of them. Yelled at. <laughs> I think they can all go and goat right now, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Just looking um, at these. Okay, Patrick, why don't you tee us up here what we've got coming? Well, last year, last year, last week, we did our uh, tier maker. We, we're a big tier maker fans now. This has become a tier. It, this has become a really show. good off-season segment. And it's <laughs> yes. really helping us produce content right it now. Is, God because bless it is. Because... Two shows a week when the biggest news was like Devon Tave signing a contract. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. To, it's hard to. It's hard for us to, to make content. And what better way than to have controversial opinions? And that's what we did last week, last year, last week when we did it. There we go. When we ranked our jerseys. Week, yeah, I did a long week. He's having a long week. <laughs> <laughs> a long episode. Uh, where we put what we think are the best jerseys. Either uh, last week we did home and goaded. Of course, we're Montreal and Chicago. We had burn it. We had bad, meh, good, great. And we're going to do that again, except this time we're going to go with alternates. And um, yeah, Nick, we can uh, pull it up. I like all to, of these. I'm I, ready to go. These all are right. all really good. Here is the field today. It's 35 jerseys here that we've got. Um, I did tell you guys that there were a couple of like small – Wait, um, rules beforehand uh patrick if you've got them there so there are a couple of teams that are repeated <laughs> some teams have two um i think that was st louis um vancouver and anaheim that i put two for some teams straight up don't have alternates uh original six guys like the rangers red wings and canadians so what i did for them was for montreal i put an old alternate detroit and new york i put their most recent winter classic jersey um and for Florida, that was another weird one. I pulled up an old alternate as well. Um, and then a couple of teams who don't have alternates. I put things that I think should be their alternates. You'll see that with Arizona um, and Minnesota. Some real interesting choices there. But um, otherwise, I think this can be interesting. Wait, before we begin, I think I have a slight, not a slight, I think I have an objection. I don't remember a time for more than a game or two that Montreal wore those pajama jerseys. Um Okay, Wouldn't that falls it... in the category of things I think should be the alternate. Oh, so we're not doing the beautiful uh, Winter Classic one I have up above my right I didn't pull that one up. I didn't pull it up. Well, all right. That's upsetting. But okay. Because I don't think that one's very good. But I think Winter Classic... Okay, then, then Winter Classic should be a separate segment then, right? Well, yeah, uh, there's so, so many Winter Classic jerseys, right? If I put all the Winter Classic ones in here, we'd have okay. like 60 jerseys. Okay. All right. So I'm, so I'm not as upset anymore. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's you start your screen a little bit so we can get all the jerseys in then. A little, a little well, command shift uh, minus. You don't have to. I don't care. Well, I was do. I was, <laughs> this is how I did it last week. I had it zoomed in here and then I'd zoom in on one of the jerseys. Okay, fair enough. Does that work? Yeah, that's fine. That works okay. for me. Let's start with that guy right there, Washington Capitals. Um, this is a great one for me. I think it's one of the nicest uniforms in the league. I've thought that for a long time. It's way better than their home jersey, their regular home jersey. I think this one is glorious. Well, I said I liked all of them, but I actually don't like this one. Uh, I put this in meh. I think it's better than the one we did last week, which I really didn't like because I said there's too much going on. And I still think there's too much going on here, but it looks a bit better. So I'd put it in meh. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to be the deciding factor because I think it's good. So I don't think it's great. I don't think it's meh. I think it's good. Actually, I don't that, know. That one is closer to goat than it is meh for me. Oh, no way. No way, Jose. Not a chance. Okay, next, Tampa Bay. Great. Uh, 
bad, I I admire bad. what they tried to do with the sleeves, but the execution sucks. This I looks so bad. cool on. No, this is great. This looks so cool on the ice. I think it's really bad, Patrick. I think it's very bad. Well, those aren't options. Well, so my great vote doesn't enough. swing it up into math. That's it's whatever. Let's move well, on. Well, it's like two bads that weighs you down pretty heavy. It's like I'm closer to burn it than I am closer yeah. to that. Want to burn it? Let's burn it. No, let's not burn it they, okay. because you see Luke said good, great. So we got to wait up a bit. Uh, I like this guy sometimes, but sometimes I don't. It's this Carolina Hurricanes uh, hockey stick flags thingy. That's a stick? Yeah, it's a hockey stick. Oh, I thought it was a really long stem for the flower. Flower? What flower? What? What, what is that? <laughs> it's I thought it's like that was a flags. It's a flag. It's oh, like a okay. red flag. Take well, warning. Patrick's confused, so Patrick gives it bad. I don't like that. I was confused. <laughs> it for confuses so, him. He doesn't so, like it. I was so confused there. I thought that was a flower. No, it's not I'd, a flower. I'd put it in meh. It's just kind of. I feel like if you're an alternate, should be very different, and that's nah, meh. It's meh for me. I think it's bad. Luke, what do you say? Meh. Okay, we'll go meh. Uh, orange Mighty Duck. Now, right. hold, just... We so were slow. very just... harsh on the color orange last <laughs> week. So I will I will say uh, good. Uh, I would like to say higher, but because I see you have their other one there, I'll save my higher vote for that one. So I'll, I'll stick this one in good, I think. I think this is good. Patrick? I would burn it but I just don't like orange. Juice. Really? Um, okay. Well, we got to burn it, a good and a good. Do, I, do I put it put it in that? Yeah. I, I guess that's fair. So that's... that's I, lo- I love so that logo. That logo is so... I think the logo is really cool too. I, I like. We were really harsh on the color orange last week and the color orange isn't that bad. Is it? I don't know. I, uh, I, it's not used, right? Except it's ugly in Edmonton's, but other than right. that. Uh, Boston Bruins. This bad. one was new last year. I think this one's bad. Um, they, um, there's can I ask so why you guys think that. Yeah, it. I think mm. it looks good on the ice, and I actually like a yellow logo. I just think Boston has so many more cool things they could have done for this. Yeah, that I think they shouldn't have resorted to that logo, and they could have gotten more creative with the striping. But it, it looks good on the ice. I just the execution for me and the idea itself i don't like it so i think it's bad everything nick just said i agree with i it like when you cover up the logo it it looks like it's put together well but but when all that's there is a b it's just like oh there is it could have been so cool we like we yeah we like when there's simplicity to it but when it's too simple uh i would say it's it's meh for me i don't think it's bad but if you guys put it in bad i wouldn't hold it against you Uh, i think we'll put it in bad okay all right, so there's been nothing <laughs> like so far in greater good. Oh, we're getting goat. there. There's two in we're a row there. right there. So, uh, St. Louis, this is a goat jersey oh, for me. Come on, it it's... looks so good on the ice. It's good, but it's like c- considered as an alternate. It's nothing special. I love this Mac jersey. or good. <laughs> um, wasn't didn't they wear that in an outdoor game, or am I way off? Don't they wore so. that outside, didn't they? Did they? I don't think so. I don't know. Has um, St. Louis ever played outside? I don't know. 
apparently I don't know a lot of things because I thought that jersey was a flower. So um, I think I think that's a great jersey. I wouldn't put it in goat. Yeah, I'll, I'll settle for great. If we can do that. Okay. All right. Great super math for me. What? That's a great jersey. That's a great. I like. Jersey. I like the logo. I don't like the fat green stripes. I, if no, they did, I, if I, they did that was one my green, first reaction too. If they did one green, one white, I think it's a lot better. Was that the original like stick jersey? What do you mean? Like, like they wore that before. It was like yeah, different. But was that the, oh, the, logo. the old one? Though the old one had one green stripe and white around the stripes. Okay, I would say good to great, but I I think I that's my favorite Canucks jersey of all time. I love that one. I think that one's really? awesome. I guess the, not the one that's right there beside. Oh, no, and we'll get to that in a second. I, okay, I'll settle for buddy. good. <laughs> I'll settle for good on this Canucks one. I might be more passionate about this next one than I was about the Kachina. So. Oh my God! Why? Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. Burn no. it. Go. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, this one's great for me. It's goat. It, come on. It's goat. Why? What do you mean? Like, no. Well, pretend. Pretend I don't know anything. Black with that <laughs> yellow and red, and then you're just saying colors. Well, just that's what we've been doing. Okay, but like, and then that logo, like, ugh, I. I, I feel like I shouldn't have to explain myself. I just, it's. Oh, okay. Well, that's a lousy explanation because I think, go. okay. Can I have the floor? Where do because... you put this Patrick instead of debating where Luke puts it? Where do you put this? I think I would put it at good. And again, I don't think it's a bad Jersey. I don't dislike the Jersey, but for some reason, this one and the Kachina, never mind. We want to talk about the Kachina, but this one gets put on a pedestal and I don't know why. I just think it's a good Jersey, but That's I don't think awesome. it's goat or no, but what, what about that is so amazing. It doesn't, have you seen I, it? I with really like, like Pedersen color 40 on the on back. It. Like it I looks really, so good. I really enjoyed the trim. I'll, uh, I'll the put... logo I think looks outstanding. Yep. I think it goes um, in goat. I think it goes in great. I, I will I think take it, one for the team. It's put it in better great. than that St. Louis. Nick, one, what was it. your, what was your, uh, what like do you tor- think? I'm like torn between great and goat. I, I might. Hey, well, it in goat. you're the deciding ter- choice. In terms here, so. of alternates, I think I put it in goat. Yes, oh my god, yes. that is absurd. No, you're absurd. Okay. Like, that's where it belongs. <laughs> I don't know um, that. Like that one, I, I I like the different colors. Like that's it's different from what anybody else in the league. It looks really sharp on the ice too. That's yeah, like it another looks factor. so good. Like Pat, did you watch any of their games that they wore it this year? Oh, I saw the highlights of when it was when they wore it. I, no, it looked. It's a nice looking. I don't think it's bad. Like the Kachina one, I don't think looks that good. But this isn't the same thing. I think I, it's I'm a, less I, passionate about this being middling than but, I am the Kachina. But listen, Luke. Like, I, it's a good looking jersey. It's a nice jersey, and I have nothing against it. I just don't. I think it's great. I just don't think it's goat. I think. I think goat. That's has, why not. Like, what about it? Do you not like? Um, I guess the logo just doesn't really wow me. Really, that I think that's the best. So you're part just for not me. wowed. For me, it's that's the stripes why. that don't wow me. I think I think the logo is the best part. There's nothing wrong with the color scheme, but the logo. I don't know. I just I, I like the stick one. I think the stick one. I wouldn't put the stick one in goat, but the stick one to me is timeless and classy. And and this one, I just see it and I think, oh yeah, it's nice. I just I wouldn't put it in goat. That's all. Colorado. Avalanche. Well, that's where it is. So I really like this one. I what? think great. And this one's bad. 
Um, I think it's batter mad. It's too much white on the shoulders for me. No, I I think the logo is really cool, and that uh, that shade of blue is really really cool. Cool. Um, that's bad to meh for me. I'll go meh. Luke, can we settle for meh? What did you vote? Bad. I'd probably put that in bad, actually. Okay, put it in meh. No, put it in meh. That's fine. Okay, oh, wow. that's fine. Okay, this one I think is bad. It's the Columbus Blue Jackets yeah. one. I This one's never done anything for me. I like the concept of a logo with the cannon because I think the cannon's awesome. But there's just something. These these colors aren't Columbus for me. I like. I don't know. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I, I nothing really stands out to me why I don't like it. So I'd put it in meh. It's mm, bad for me. I don't, I don't think, it's, think it's burn it tattoo. But there's nothing bad. Of, like, I agree with you, Nick, and I don't think it doesn't look like Columbus to me. But I look at it, and there's nothing. It's not too complicated. It's not too simple. There's nothing wrong with it. It just doesn't really. It's just like a jersey. I would say meh. Yeah, I don't like the colors that yeah, much. That's that, why. Yeah, that, that was a very apt analysis, Patrick. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Nashville Predators. So this is their winter classic jersey from last yeah. year. They don't actually have an alternate, and I hope they have an alternate soon. But this one I really don't know what to make of. <laughs> like, I um, really don't. I think it's great. And if I can Ooh. have the floor for a second, I don't like writing on jerseys where they just have, like, canes or sands or bolts or whatever. But this was one that I thought they did super well. And I think it's a great jersey. No, I think it's good, actually. Never mind. I'd be okay good. with good. No, it's there's nothing wrong with it. Maybe maybe the writing a little bit bigger. It, yeah. Well, the writing looks like it was just kind of placed there, like it it doesn't really fit in. It's like they have the yellow stripe and then they just put the font in there. Yeah, it looks like something I'd make on like I don't Google know Paint. Microsoft Illustrator. Oh. <laughs> now that I look at it again, I think good because I don't think it should be up there with St. Louis. I I think it's meh. Okay. Well, what'd you say, Pat? Um, I went from great to good, but now I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, eh, I don't really care. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'd, I'd put it in meh. If, uh, yep. Okay, we have everything, something in everything except for burn it, but I think oh, this one might go and burn it. I don't know if, oh, I saw another Kachina. This Florida Panthers one, I think it's garbage. I'm really yeah, glad they haven't that. done an alternate since I'd that. I'd say bad. I wouldn't want to burn it. Why? Well, burning jerseys is wrong to begin with. Let's get that. Because it's so unique. How? Well, it's like... I thought you it's... don't like circle logos. Ah, you're right. Yeah, burn it. <laughs> got him. Got him. I got him. Okay. I think this one's great. I oh love the green on New God, Jersey. This is horrible. That's I love jersey. the green. I think this it's is great. disgusting. Is it like Christmas themed? No, like no. I think that's. I bad. love New Jersey's green trim. Like I Burn wish it. they did this full time. Burn it. I think that's a bad jersey. Burn it. I and I would so be boring. okay if we burned it. What about like the other way when it's the red with the green trim? Doesn't change. I don't care. You? I don't New Jersey to me is just nothing. I don't care about them whatsoever. Yeah. I has have you guys ever met speaking of like fans of teams, have you guys ever met someone who likes New Jersey? No, but I know somebody from New Jersey. David Putty. No, okay, no one here watches Seinfeld. Um I think it's <laughs> coming on Netflix 100? in 2021, so I'm going to watch it then. Um 
Yeah, no, the Devils are just so boring. I've never yeah. enjoyed a, a Devils game. Oh, I, I really liked their team from a couple of years ago when they made the playoffs. I watched them a lot that year. Vancouver can't beat them. Like it's been like a number of games oh, that they've just lost. Shocker. Yeah, that's Jersey really surprising, eh? Because Vancouver's years, really good. Have had unbelievably horrid games where it's like low scoring and somebody gets shut out, and it's just you want to scratch your eyes out watching it. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's bad to burn it. I'll keep put it in bad for now. No, I'd burn it. I don't care. I'll, someone else can decide for me. I can't. Oh, you guys burn are it. mean. Nice. Okay. Uh, goat. Goat. Really? Why is that? Um, well, actually, before I say that, let me see if this is the jersey I'm thinking about. Um, because you guys, you guys can grade it while I do my research here. I guess meh, Patrick. Uh, I was honestly, I was gonna say bad to meh. I don't really care for it. Yeah, yeah I go. Guess meh. Um, <laughs> is that black? That's black, right? Yeah. I preferred it when it was purple, like the real uh mighty ducks of anaheim jersey so i guess this is like this is like the revamp i don't when, when yes, do you yeah so is. you know what because it's not the original with that purple i'll push it down to great but it could be in goat if you guys wanted it to be i don't know man we're disagreeing way more on all this uh on these ones in the home jerseys i think i think this is really meh it's okay i think it's bad i think it's great Matt is. <laughs> uh, this how is this an alter? Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Because they don't wear this. This isn't their home jersey. That's a ter- like. Ugh, I I God. have a couple Edmonton ones, so they wore this one a couple of years ago. I no, I it. think this is a great jersey. I would burn it. Burn it. Burn it. Why? It's how is you that- not watch this and think of like the Gretzky era and stuff like alternate that? jerseys I think this need is to be great jersey. I almost put this one in goat. Uh no. <laughs> Definitely not. How, this is such a like no. When I think of alternate jerseys or third jerseys, they have to be pretty different compared to their regular home and aways. That is, this is not at all that. This is. It's like a to throwback. No, no. Throwback to what? Twenty fifteen. No, well, those jerseys themselves were a throwback to the eighties. So. Can so do they just keep releasing throwbacks and then they throw it back to their most recent throwback? I no, this is burnt. What did I think Pat said? Burn it. What did you say? Goat. <laughs> I, I think this is a goat. Uh, I I'd bump it up to bad, but I for 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 an alternate jersey, this is not a like. Are are you are you just looking at the jersey objectively? Or are you considering the fact it's an alternate jersey? I don't know what your definition of alternate jersey is because when we're looking at the, I, I put this in the same umbrella as I do the Vancouver one that we no, have in Go yeah, right now. See that, that because is... they're from the same era, they are, jer- they are alternate jerseys for the same purpose. Is that they're a throwback? They serve I, I, the same purpose. I disagree, but but that is so similar to their to their current jersey. We still on with Edmonton? Is their current yeah, jersey. we're still going on Edmonton here. I'm I'm it's I've stated what nothing I about that jersey. Like I thought that was their original jersey for a second. I thought that was the regular home season. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the orange oh. one. The big ugly orange one is there. Yeah, I but that's too similar. It's like there's nothing different about it. Like like the Vancouver one, it's so different, but it still works. 
and, and all the other ones are, are all somewhat different. And for this, I just, I think it's, I don't like Edmonton either. Edmonton in a way I just find also super boring and I don't care for them. Maybe that's why, but I don't like the logo. I don't care for the city. I think it's burn it. Burn it. Tweet. I'm the complete opposite end. I think this is a goat. Okay, put it in meh. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I think if there's two burn it's and someone thinks it's a goat, you put it in bad. Okay. Well done. All right. Our talking point from today. Monster energy drink. Monster bad. energy drink. Uh, yeah, you know what? I take that back. Where do you rank it? I just I can't call this good. Um meh. But I, I might call it, but I'd call it meh. I'd call it bad. Um, I wouldn't be mad with burn it or bad, but I'd probably say bad for now. Because I, I, I haven't seen it on the ice and maybe there's potential. There is. Dallas is one of like the few, like Dallas, I know all teams have their colors, obviously, but Dallas, like when they skate out, they're very green and like they really embrace the whole green theme and maybe it'll look nice with with that. All right, uh, we got the Toronto St. Pats here. I-, I would like this one more if they reversed it and they did the green was the main color. But in general, I think this this is a decent jersey. I think it's. I'd good. like to see that, but that might be too much green. That's a lot of green. That is a lot of green. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I think this is a good jersey. Yeah, I'd be pretty okay with that. I've never been big on the St. Pat's branding, like just and I, I guess I don't mean branding. I just mean the look. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of dull to me. I think and that's a, I think that's a great jersey. I'll say it. I think that's a good jersey. I think it's good. What are we going with? Good. I, good. I think it's great, and I think that's their best. <laughs> that's Toronto's best jersey. If I'm being honest. Hey, good it is. Toronto. I uh, I mean maybe, but that's not saying much. I don't think. Burn it. Burn that one. Burn that one. Yeah, we have real harsh um, flyers. Eh? I I think it's burn. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that looks like a maybe it's just the photo, but it looks like a it looks like it's a shirt, you know, like the arms are very just oh what? Just the black you know what I'm saying? No, I like, do, but yeah. The black like just pure black, not even trim at the neck or anything. And then just with one band around yeah, no, burn it. Okay. We're gonna burn the flyers again because we hate them. I guess uh, this gold Buffalo guy. I think this is a great Jersey. I agree. I think that's also great. Yeah. Uh, good. Great. Good or great. Good or great. I think. Okay. I think the gold is pretty cool. Uh, again, similar to the flyers thing, a bit too much white on the top. Um, I need to look at it closer. I don't know what trim that is around the neck, but it's a very, very white jersey. The white and the gold complement each other nicely, but other than that, there's not much to balance it out. But, you know, let's move on to the next one, I think. Uh, okay. Well, they don't really have an alternate jersey, the Coyotes, because the Kachina has sort of become their home jersey. So, so I pulled up this old fossil. <laughs> um, is this so, something you guys would like to see the Coyotes wear? Yes. If so, if it was an alternate, where would you rank this? Oh. Jeez, so I was, cool! Like, look how much, look how much. I was gonna say bad to burn it. Yeah, oh. I was gonna say burn it. It looks like a pajama shirt. 
but it's so cool. Like what? Yeah, it's neat, but it's it's not a good neat. It's like, a, oh, that's neat. It looks uh, no, that <laughs> I, looks like one of the like knockoff no, hockey no, no. brands that like you buy at Walmart yeah. or something like that. It's Put like it, it can be sold at like a, a car wash. So great, burn it. That's terrible. It looks okay, like move, an elementary move it up to bad. <laughs> no looks like way. An elementary I'm saying branding. go to great. No way. That's bad, man. That's or no, that's that's burnt, burnt, burnt. That's because burn. yeah, you gotta get rid of that. That is absurd. That is terrible. Okay, well, we had to put the Edmonton one in bad because of I ranked it goat. Um, so Luke, I guess we'll put it in bad for you. Oh come on! No, Thank that you. looks so Thank out of place. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, New York Rangers also don't have an alternate. So I pulled up this winter classic beauty that they wore against the Buffalo Sabres a couple of years ago. Um, I'm a huge fan of Rangers jerseys in general. Um, I think this is great. Mm, It's meh for me. It's too similar. Again, for an alternate, it's, I don't know. I, I'd put it in meh. Nothing special. Like it's not a bad Jersey, but the way I'm approaching this tier list, I'd put it in meh. Well, we're, I, I thought I would rank a lot of these higher. I still feel you've been few really ranked, mean but... to the alternates. Like we, we almost have nothing in the top half. Well, there's one in goat that I think we all agree upon, but definitely do not all agree upon it. Luke, uh, uh, this gray guy from the LA Kings. I think this is good, bad, bad. Oh, Hey Luke, there we go. Hey, what's going on? What's going I, it's, on? it's bad. It's can I, can I get pretty... reasoning on that? Well, okay. That's the same, but gray. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that. That is an important distinction. It's not gray. Like that looks silver. Okay, um, but nobody else wears this in the league, so and that's why boring. I think it's really good. What do you mean no one else wears it? Nobody else wears, wears silver. Uh, mm. uh, I guess, but silver is not really a very interesting color because it's just like a washed-out gray, right? Like. I, I just don't, there's nothing too special going on there. I'd put I, it I don't know. Do we want to like delve into the chemistry of colors? Well, if, if you silver are, just, I don't think you can say just silver. Is out gray? And <laughs> well, it is though, because a lot of gray is used in these jerseys. Like I'm looking at Vegas's there. That gray is like, they, they've committed to the gray color, right? This silver just kind of looks like they didn't want to do white because it would look too much like their original jerseys. So they made it a bit silver. Okay, so I guess we're putting it. Where did you guys have it? I had it bad. Luke, I also had it in bad. You guys, you guys are boring. Um, we had quite a fierce debate because of Luke's weird opinion on Minnesota jerseys last <laughs> week. Um, they don't have an alternate right now, but I pulled this up because I would like to see this be their alternate. I think this is a good jersey. I think any form of this would be good yeah. if they brought it back. Again, that circle logo. You, you guys know how I form. feel about those. Um, but I I, I like the red and green Christmas themed. Uh, they've executed the Christmas theme well, unlike the Devils. So uh, I, I, I like it. I maybe would have wanted a bit more green somewhere because I, I'm not talking about the logo, but like just aside from the armbands, maybe down at the bottom. I like it. I'd put it in good. Patrick, I don't care for it. I think it's meh. Yeah, well, we got two goods in a mess. Not so bad though. Just, it I makes it to the top half. That you know what? Now, Luke, can I know why <laughs> that Christmas tree works 
but the New Jersey Devils Christmas tree does not work. Can you zoom in Good on the point. Devils? Good point. Good okay, point. I will. Nick. I will happily explain. What is? Would you describe that as a as a muddy green? A no, brown, I think that's just how the picture looks. Garbagey green, because that's how no, I describe just, it. That's just how the picture looks. Unlike a quite a festive red and green Minnesota jersey with a nice cream, maybe like an eggnoggy coloring around the outside. It's just. I, I don't know if they've explicitly said it, but that's a very Christmas. I, I think jersey. that's just how it comes across right now because I think it's actually a lot brighter than that in real life. I'm trying to pull up a picture here. Um, I share my screen again. Let me just find it. This is what it looks like when it's like on the ice. A lot brighter. That, Why does uh, that work? Why does that, that photo? Not work? That photo oh. looks chopped. If I'm being honest. Um, go where, where do we put that one? I would put that in good if I'm being honest, actually. That, that, yes, does, that does we look put good. it in burn this it. One? I put it in great. We've already, yeah. You guys said burn it. But it's different when you see it on a person. There is This photo is definitely doctored to make it to make the green okay, punch then, out a lot more. Look, the look it's brighter here. This is like that. You're looking at me search it on the internet right now. That's brighter. Mm, I, yeah, I, I would will, put that in good, actually. I would. Oh, geez, Pat. I'd keep it where it is. Where and where we put that's it? That's definitely not burn it. That's not burn it material. If we're putting the flyers one in there, that's not on. That's not par on par with the the flyers. That's I'd a good up, answer. Thank you, Patrick. Bad, You're welcome. Where do you have it, Luke? Bad. I have it in great. I have it in good. So sounds like it's good. Yeah, sounds like it's good to me. <laughs> All right, so just like that, a little uh, coach's challenge on the Burnett reviews. <laughs> and New Jersey's made it to the top half all the way Can from the bottom. Can we put Minnesota in meh? Oh, come on. No, no. I think it's good still. I think okay, but why... I'm also looking at the St. Pat's, which I think is great, and I'm looking at the Vancouver, which I also think is great, and I don't think though the Minnesota or Washington should be on par with that. Like I, that agree, Vancouver... I agree Washington Because I think we should have ranked Washington higher right off the I bat. think we should have ranked Washington lower. I just don't think it should be beside Vancouver and Toronto. Look, these are like our collective rankings. This is like what it is averaging out to between all our varying opinions. Because we'd all do this sort of differently. All right, we're getting uh we're getting some requests from the fans to bump up that Panther Panthers jersey, and I don't know why absolutely we would do that. Not. That's like absolutely that was that the one consensus we no all way. maybe there's the most no absurd way. idea I've heard. There all should day. be I've heard a no lot way. of absurd ideas. Yeah. Here. That's that's worse than burn it. We appreciate the input though, but maybe just kind of think about There's it. No way. Yeah. yeah maybe no. think before yeah. you speak. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe actually like look at it and then like talk to us. Um, this, this is the Winnipeg worst jersey to ever exist in the history of the NHL. That is terrible. It looks like a cheap knockoff that you can get at for twenty bucks. That is terrible. If there is worse than burn it, we should make one right now because that is absurd. Yeah. I hear you, so Pat, and you. I value that opinion. Um, I'd put it in good. Come on. No. I, I We're also getting colored. fan requests to kick you off the show. And I am like, now I'm in agreement. That is uh, who, who is in the good. That Jersey should not even the be color is really cool. And the lettering is really cool. The fact that that exists is an abomination. And I am actually offended that they made that. Yeah. I think, so, it's, I think it's burn it level. Um, I, again, I admire the idea of I trying don't. to write the logo. It's pathetic. <laughs> Um, it just doesn't work. Uh, Winnipeg's got all the cool throwbacks, and I don't know why on earth they would ever try and wear that. So I say burn it. Yeah, thank you. 
Let's just not even rank it. That's how bad it is. Okay, this one is also a burn it for me. This one sucks. Yep. The as an alternate, one, I agree. All the white on the shoulders, it looks terrible. The the entire reason they made this jersey template was to wear black and white when they were in Brooklyn, and we all know how that ended up being. Um, I don't know <laughs> why they even try to convert this to blue and orange because it look. I think it looks stupid. It, like. I don't understand this. Bring back the fisherman logo one. If you're going to do like some wacky alternate, this is yes, just a hot yes. pile of garbage. That's, that's what I've been saying. If you're doing an alternate, it needs to be unique in some way. And that's why Luke, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Luke, it needs to person. be unique in some way. Yet we've put this carbon copy of something a team wore before up there on its own pedestal. But, you know, I, I agree to disagree. Uh, I say burn this. I, I'd be fine with that. No, I don't think it's yep. burn it material. I think it's bad. I think that Coyotes one is burn it. That one's, that one's so bad. I, I think it's burn it. I, I think it's bad. Get... There's two burn it's and one bad? Okay, it's burn. Uh, this, I would also say burn. This, I... <laughs> Come on, Edmonton. What are you doing? Um, I... They kept the orange. Orange? They kept that. But... I don't know. I, I like, the, like the other Edmonton jersey. It's... Um, it's better, but it's still nothing. I, I want them to bring back the... Uh, How do you say that's better than the Gretzky one? Well, I'm as an alternate jersey, it's better. Stop alternate... with the definition of alternate jersey because <laughs> the Edmonton one is the same thing as the Canucks one that we have in GOAT right now. It's the same thing. <laughs> no, because Canucks haven't worn the flying skate for like 20 years. But it's from the same era. It's it's from the same era. It's not my fault Edmonton doesn't want to update their logo. I'm just saying. I think this jersey at least is a bit different. I'd put it in good or meh. Um, burn it for me, Patrick. I just think it's bad. Okay. Um, Luke averages it up a bit. I guess it's bad. Um, I also think this is bad. I think this one's good. I think it's meh. I I'm not sure about the yellow on there. It looks kind of Man. mustardy. I prefer like a dandelion yellow. Yo, like sun sunflower. This guy off the show right now. What do you think? Chemistry. It's it's too no. pale. <laughs> that yellow sucks. It's the, that's a mustard yellow. That's Luke, what I said. It, Luke, and if I don't it had like a it. dandelion <laughs> yellow as opposed to a mustard yellow, where does it work, rank? Uh, maybe good. I think. Wait, did I say good? What did I, I said? No, math, you said right? math. I say yeah, this I, is good. I've never really been a fan of Pittsburgh jerseys, anyways. And again, similar to the Edmonton one, nothing too special here. Uh, where do you rank it? Bad. Okay, so it averages out to meh. Uh, the Calgary breathing fire horse thing. Um, again, they're alternates ones, which I think would be a goat. Um, I think we did rank a goat last week. This is good. No, we didn't. No, we didn't put that goat because oh, we're okay. only two goats. That was Chicago. Montreal. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, we probably so, top that. Um, I wanted the old Calgary one burned. No pun intended. Oh, that's the, right. Like, you, oh, you yeah, have a, the the orange you and yellow the weird one, vendetta right? against Calgary. Yeah. That's right. This um, is goat. No, I think this is good. I think it's meh. Luke, why do you have a goat? Yeah, Luke, you have the weirdest taste in. There's a lot of personal bias here, like a lot of nostalgia involved with this one. But it is such a cool (laughs) logo. 
the amount it's of times Luke has cited playing like like NHL backyard or NHL 05 on his PS1. I actually didn't ever PSP have that. or whatever. That's never had a PlayStation. <laughs> it's a horse with flames coming out of its nose. I I think the black. I think black jersey, black on Calgary jersey is a cool concept. I could work with that. Um, I just think I I don't know. It's just not, it doesn't have the same like timelessness as the other guys we have right up there, which is why I would put it in good. I think it's meh. I don't really care for it. Luke, you say goat? I say goat. Okay, so I guess it brings it up to good. Uh, This one I think is good. Uh, San Jose Sharks. Again, this one, I don't like it as much as their teal, but I think this one looks really good on the ice. And I, think, I, I I would go as far as say that's great. Uh, sorry, Nick, you said good. Yeah, I say good. It could be great. I could agree with both of you, but I I like the idea of like all the black, and I don't know if I see something on the shoulder there, but I'd maybe I'd say good. Very close to great, though. I think that's a great jersey. I think that would fit nicely along with Buffalo and um, St. Louis. I don't know. We just don't have that many up near the top. This one, if we want to put one in great. I think this is goat. I I really think this one's a goat is this St. Louis one. I would say I'm really... If Pat said goat, I would also say goat. Mm, But I look at it, sometimes I think it's too busy. I would say... Mm, good to great probably great because i guess i like st louis well i'm i'm torn between great and goat and i guess that's my vote um well that doesn't really help me because i have to put it in one category well i'm think <laughs> i'm thinking i'm <laughs> contemplating i if I this think had more yellow trim i think it's more automatically a goat is really cool i think yes a lot yeah less yellow you know what I, i'll say goat I, I initially wouldn't have said that, but I think for for a St. Louis Blues jersey, that they that's a very uh, that's a very confident jersey. I think that's pretty cool. Let's let's put it in goat. Uh, this one I say burn it. This Detroit jersey, really? I don't like the logo. Um, I think the placement is stupid with the diagonal sash. Um, again, Detroit's so timeless with their original two jerseys but if they're gonna do an alternate do something i don't know kind of freaky not this this is okay don't ever say that again kind of freaky um (laughs) i don't know i i think i don't think it's bad the the d is too big it is too big wait um no i think it's uh it's i put it in math not gonna be allowed to come on ever again. Oh, um, put it in meh. I think it goes in meh. This 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 is a burn for me. No, okay. I I understand why you feel that way, but um, no, I'd put it in meh. Patrick. Uh, bad. All right, that averages out. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. This this one's really brutal. <laughs> Uh, next one I think is great. This Chicago Blackhawks one. I would even one. put it in goat. Um, I'd also put it in great. 
I, I just think of the Kirby Dak spin move through the legs <laughs> thing whenever I see that jersey because that's the only time I've ever seen them wear that, like where I've actually watched the game. Yeah. Uh, I'd put that in great. I'd even put it in GOAT. I Well, see, what I really, really like is that they, they've not only made, like committed the jersey to just the black and white, but they also did it to the logo. And um, I guess I'm kind of going off from my anti-circle thing here, but I... I think the black and white everything is really cool. I go, I put it in goat. I like the amount of myself. stripes on this. I, I could, I could yeah. agree with you guys, and I'll put it in goat. Okay, uh, this next one is super math for me. I admire the silver line going through the middle of this Ottawa jersey. Um, the red is okay, and I like the silver O. But I, it, there's just something about this altogether that just doesn't do it for me. They look better on the ice, I think, than like in person here. But I prefer they have a black version of that, right? They Somehow. do have a black version of this. Yes. I def. When was that used? Because I definitely prefer that. That was in 2013. That was most recently used as an alternate 2016-17. This one sort of took over after um, they played outdoor against Montreal. And that that black one had like a bit Wait. of cream on it somewhere, like a beige color. Yeah, and I uh, that that one I'd put in like great. This one I put in meh or good. It's meh for me, Patrick. Um, I think it's bad. I it's definitely think it's the better of the right. two that were in that game because I didn't like the Montreal jersey in that outdoor game. What did Montreal even wear in that outdoor game? Uh, it was like the one you have behind you, but like less blue. Let me look that up. Yeah, I I, I don't know. This one's super meh for me, Patrick. It depends where you put this. Uh, Luke, what did you say? You said meh. Um, I said meh or good. Uh, I'll 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 go with meh. Yeah. All right. I think it's bad, but I'll let you guys decide. Uh, goat for me. Wait, Montreal's really? pajama jerseys go. Like, are you joking? It's like minimum great. This, the idea of this, so brave. Yeah. I respect that so much. I, I, my only I really wish like is that they did the beige pants with the beige gloves. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Like I, I would really this think this go. one's incredible. I'd put it in great. I would I'd also put, it, put it. I'd also put it in great because if you look up like top ten ugliest NHL jerseys, this also comes up because a lot of people hate it. So, well, um, like it's it's a very it's jarring great. jersey to look at. It's like definitely controversial. Not to get political, guys, but this jersey is like pretty. Yeah, I'd say great. Let's do it. Uh, burn this. Okay, maybe not. That's maybe I harsh. It might it. be bad. I don't know. I'd burn it. It's. No, I wouldn't. I like I like that the gold's kind of shiny. I like that they did yeah, that. But I put it in good. I I don't like Vegas's gray. I was just gonna say I do like Vegas's gray. They're called the Golden Knights. Like, <laughs> well, is there not enough gold on that jersey for you? I think there's no, but it, like it's the gray that really throws this off for me. I think. I put it in good. Patrick, I think it's bad to burn it, but I guess because I haven't seen it, I would say bad. Maybe because I, yeah, let's we'll go bad. Right there, it is. Uh, we had way more jerseys in the bottom half than we did the top half, and that's that's a pretty big indictment against 
the NHL teams in their choice of alternate mm-hmm. jerseys. I don't know. Uh, Are there any that we can debate on changing or moving now that we still have time to uh, to spend? I, I, I really that want Ari- that. That Arizona one is way more god awful than bad. Like it's so far in the burn it level. Where'd we put burn that? It? Oh. Why is that? No, in there? okay, no, we're not burning that. He one said on goat. Luke said yeah. goat. Um, I'd okay. like to see the Calgary one a bit higher, but. I think that's just me. No, no, Luke, we're not going to do that. No, definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. Um, I, I think there's like some pretty distinct tiers there. I really like think see an Anaheim one higher. Okay. I really think that Vancouver one, the stick one and the Toronto St. Pat should be in great. I think having them below great is, is pretty, uh, because they're not like, I would be okay with what's in good because I think Washington, Minnesota, New Jersey, Calgary, and San Jose all fit very well but it doesn't make sense. You look at the Vancouver and Toronto ones and good. It does not fit there at all. I think, I think the Washington ones too, though. Can we just see what the, what the stick one looks like up and great for a second? Yes. Yeah. There we go. Does that look better? Yeah. Put I could it, maybe raise that a bit. Cause it's like, I, I don't put it, know. Put it just, nice. Otherwise I'm going to freak out. Can you put it beside the Buffalo one? Thank you. That's better. Anything else, Pat? Yeah, put the Toronto one up there too. I don't know why St. No, Pat's isn't no, good. No, that's that's not <laughs> no, that's yeah, not great that, enough for me. I I think that the Vancouver one's in good too, but like I won't argue it if you want to put it higher. All right. Well, I'm gonna make sure we save this picture so we can throw it up on our social medias again, um, because that's so we can get yelled at. <laughs> yes, we can get yelled <laughs> having at. Having terrible opinions. I don't think we put. I don't think. Oh yeah, we did. Never mind. We didn't put. Um. Well, like I, the point I was getting there here. I'll pull up the uh tier list for one last good overview look here um the sort of discussion point i was trying to get at was like what do you guys think nhl teams should go with doing for alternates here because you look at the amount here that we think are bad of the ones that currently exist and you know some teams like at least edmonton and dallas that you see there um in their bad category with the navy blue and the highlighter orange with the black and the highlighter green they're at least trying new things that haven't previously been done but what's the direction here is it should we be trying to evoke more nostalgia because look at the goat category a couple of nostalgic jerseys in there the great category also tugs on those same notes is that what nhl teams should be going for yes um look like i'll take dallas is like the one they released yesterday for example it's cool but i think when when we're looking at a lot of the ones we think are good like you said nick they're all they're all kind of the older ones so like some of my favorite on this list the flying skate i will say that even though i'm a vancouver fan um i like the the ducks ones i think that that logo is really cool and kind of having that and involving their mighty ducks of anaheim era is really cool you guys know i like the flames one you guys know i like the kachina one um not to say i don't like modern jerseys but i think it'd be really cool if if like the nhl said and it kind of sounds like they're doing that something similar this year but if the nhl said like all alternate jerseys are some form of a throwback yeah i think a lot of the ones that we're putting well at least what i think should be high have the white they look like away jerseys like the saint pat the saint pat's one the new jersey one the christmas one which i'm really starting to like the more i look at it the buffalo one i'm looking at um looking at montreal's heritage classic one like i think those are ones that just 
they look simple, but they're also trying something new and they're not keeping too many harsh colors. And that's why I think, look, if you look at the ones we put in bad a couple weeks ago, um, <clears throat> we put burn it like they were all just harsh colors, like harsh orange, like harsh black, the blue. There's not a lot of like light to it. And I guess uh, that's my that's how um, I put it. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm going I'm to propose something for how the NHL can fix the jerseys. You guys can tell me how far um, off base this is. I think each team should have four jerseys. I think it should be their home and away. They should have two alternate sets. One alternate should be a throwback for each team. Again, that becomes sort of hard with Vegas, but you know there have been hockey teams that have played in Las Vegas in the past that they can look to. And I think each team should have some sort of a statement jersey, something like Wild or um, sort of how Dallas and Edmonton are doing it. If you have all that for, if you have a jersey like that for all 31 NHL teams, uh, soon to be 32, I think it starts to look a bit better. But I think at least each team should have four jerseys with that because then you can have nights where everybody's wearing retros, nights where everybody's wearing those sort of highlighter jerseys against each other. And I think that starts to look really good when you do that. Yeah, I think I, I do agree the NHL should in some way, shape or form have more jerseys. Like you look at the NBA and you look at soccer too, like new new jerseys, new uniforms, like every year. I don't know if I would want to say go that far, but in terms of like alternates and some kind of special third jersey, you know, throwbacks, retros, whatever it is, I definitely think instead of just like leaving it up to the team or whatever, like, you know, you, you guys just decide whatever jerseys you want. Like you said, Nick, some kind of league wide thing, like, um, yeah, uh, once every two months or something on a Saturday, every team is playing in some kind of a throwback. That'd be really cool. I don't know. I think somehow it like the NHL should control it from the league and like designate some kind of special Jersey nights or something. Yeah, because you, you, we see leagues like the NBA do that. And, you know, the Toronto Raptors just released their new jersey set for next year, and it automatically comes with four different jerseys that you've got to have prepared to wear any night. And I yeah. think the NHL need can learn a bit from that because, you know, we've long said that the NHL needs to be a bit more creative with their marketing, a bit more creative with what they're doing with all their teams. And I think, you know, while we say the execution in terms of, uh, what Dallas and Edmonton have done at least is bad and it sucks, but at least they're trying something different, which is what I appreciated in both of those cases. Yeah. But I think just the execution itself is off because, you know, I look at um, Ottawa, for example, and I think it would be awesome if they had a black Jersey with just gold trim all over it like that, that could be their sort of statement Jersey or something with Montreal like, the, like that. Yeah. It's, it poses an interesting hypothetical for each team because there is lots of different options in that case. And it's about the timing when you do Ottawa rebranded at a time when the organization was finally in an upswing, getting young players. And I think that's a good point. I've said it before. I also think like now's a good time. This is a debate for a different show. I think now would be a good time for Montreal to release an alternate because I think people are finally happy with the roster. I think if there wasn't COVID attendance would be a lot higher and put it through the roof by 
announcing new jerseys. I think in a way it's, it's a way to stay relevant or sort of change something up to sort of gain a little bit more, not exposure, but maybe just a bit more attention at the time. And I think for Dallas, why not? You went to the cup final. Okay. Let's, let's bring out a Jersey. Ottawa has a bunch of good young players, bring out a Jersey. I think it's, uh, it just depends. And I think if they were encouraged to change it too frequently, teams like Montreal and Chicago, which we put in goaded, like, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Habs fan, but Montreal's logo is timeless and they've sort of gone their hundred and whatever years by not changing it too much. And I think that's something that original six teams have to be wary of is overdoing it, going too far and sort of not keeping the history itself that that is there when you see the jersey, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I I agree, but I think like and I'll like use the Ottawa example again, they kind of executed it perfectly, right? Um, when you talk about rebranding, like I think, I think it it has to coincide with with kind of what your team and what where your fan base is. And Ottawa kind of nailed it because, yeah, they're they're up and coming. Um, you know, they're they're gonna get there soon. You'd assume, and but but it's not like they totally they they totally rebranded away from where they are. Right? They they rebranded back to to a logo and to a jersey that i mean nick you'd know better than me but to a logo and a jersey that i think most of the ottawa fan base really loves so that was really well done but i think you said dallas for example pat i don't know if i'd want to see them rebrand because well how recent was their jersey they wore this year that was still relatively like i remember when that jersey came out that wasn't like oh right yeah that wasn't recent but it wasn't a long time ago right but it's almost like it's almost like the best time for a rebrand is when your fans start calling for like a rebrand or a change in something, you know? Right. And I don't, I don't know if I think, and that was definitely happening with Ottawa again, Nick, you know, better than me. Um, but I think teams have to be wary of doing it, you know, too soon. Um, but how often have did to Vancouver pull the trigger at the perfect time? How often? Cause like Montreal's only ever worn an alternate Jersey when they played the winter classic in Boston and then the outdoor game, the heritage classic against Ottawa and the heritage classic Jersey was just the same, except no stripes as that one. But how often did Vancouver wear their stick Jersey or the Canuck? Uh, a, like the one? flying skate. Yeah. Like how often, they do they wear wear... how often do they change alternate jerseys? Well, Cause like for me, it seems so like it's yeah, never happened. Not often. So it was the stick and rink for a while. And then um, this year, because it was their 50th anniversary, it was like shut down by COVID, but um, they were doing once a month or so they were doing a decade night back to like the 1970s and it was this whole big thing but they were going to eventually essentially wear them like six or seven times throughout the year the fair number which, which, well if, if I'm being honest I would almost say that's a bit too much because I don't think I'd want that black skate to be their permanent alternate jersey it takes right. away um, the special feeling when it's so frequent if it's- yeah so that being said six times over one year. And I think they actually only ended up doing it like four times or whatever, but obviously COVID six times over a year. Is that enough? I don't know, but, and then I can get into the whole thing about, do I like the stick and rink, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I won't. So I think it's it. You kind of have to toe a very um, fine line when it comes to whether it's a full rebrand or just like a introducing a new alternate Jersey. I guess the last sort of question I have on the alternates then is, you know, we had a few original six teams there that don't have their own alternate jerseys, such as Montreal, Chicago, and sorry, not Chicago, Montreal, Detroit, and the New York Rangers. 
is it time now that the NHL sort of move away from that tradition a bit um, and give these teams alternate jerseys? Because, you know, they've been around long enough now. I get that the timelessness is a factor with each and every one of them, but you know, this is a different league now in a different world. So give, gives original six teams, alternate jerseys. Yeah. Like, uh, like those three that in particular that I named. Wait, New York. Who, what were the who three makes you named? Detroit and Montreal. I don't know who makes the decision, but I think it should be left to the team. Um, I don't think it should be like a mandate that they have. Um, and again, like Chicago, Montreal, like, like the teams we, we know about, I'd be worried. I'd be worried if Montreal was forced to have an alternate Jersey and call me bias. Sure. But I like how Montreal's never really changed their logo at all. They've never really changed their jerseys. The only really real Jersey change was when every other team changed their jerseys when it went from Reebok to Adidas. That was and, really the main change. And I, I don't think Montreal should make some elaborate one because that Jersey means history and you change that and you have some people upset. It's different for, for a team that's still trying to not, not gain relevance, but gain more exposure. They can change stuff up. And I just don't think that should be the case for some original six teams, at least. And you'd think purely from a business standpoint, why wouldn't you want to introduce a third Jersey um, for a team that doesn't have one? I don't know Jersey sales, but you'd think that would bring in um, at least a bit more merchandising revenue. That's just, I don't know, a thought. Fair. Well, that's enough for alternate jerseys for today. That was, yeah. you know, that's about an hour on alternate jerseys, but it's all good conversation, ranking them all the time. Uh, Patrick, I think you wanted to talk about what we're doing on tomorrow's episode. Yes. So just a heads up for those listening or viewing, we will be posting those rankings on our Instagram, which is take.2.take uh, on, that's right, right? I don't, yep. run, I don't, I don't run yep. the socials. Anyway, it'll be posted there. Comment your hate, comment your rage, say how much you disagree with our takes. Um, Cause our takes are usually pretty crappy if we think about it and we're bad at predictions as well. Anyway, um, that just about does it for our show tomorrow and starting on, on some Fridays going forward, as we approach the start of the new season, we're going to have a full episode, an hour dedicated to our specific team. So tomorrow is going to be on Ottawa. And at some point in the future, we'll have mine for Montreal and, and Luke's for Vancouver grade, the off season, grade, the draft, the free agency, uh, the trades that were made, the overall trajectory of our, our teams um, with guests. So tomorrow, Nick writes for uh, Sandshot affiliated with San, with Fansided, and we'll have um, Jacob LaRiviere, uh, Daniel Bruce, and Derek Lee all joining us from uh, the Fansided Network to talk about the Sens. It's, it's going to be a great breakdown. And we'll really sort of dive in depth because I know a lot of times we cover the the basic news sort of scratch the surface, but we really want to get in depth on the moves. And we're going to try our... and do that for most of the Canadian teams. We're going to do the Leafs at some mm. point too. We're going to try, yeah. I rain Hernandez has been on here before we might do the Blackhawks. Like we're going Why to try not? and do as many teams, as many big stories as possible, because you know, the off season's a little slow, but you know, there's been enough now that we can talk about and really start to get in depth in some of these episodes. Exactly. And definitely not somewhat pressed for content. So if you guys have suggestions, you can tweet at us um, at Patrick Talon 81 at Nikos Robinson at the Luke Burroughs. Give us suggestions, things you want to hear us talk about, debate about, maybe go over that we haven't gone over or you want to hear us go, go over a little bit more in depth. Um, but I am excited for this and it'll give us a chance to really dig deep into most of the Canadian teams. Um, for all of us here that just about does it, I want to remind everyone that this show can be heard on Burn Burner Radio Network on its 122 platforms. Check out all of it on barnburner.ca for all the news and updates. Um, Luke, Nick, thank you uh, so much. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow from 7 to 8. Take it easy.